Welcome back to Scaredy Chat, the podcast where we talk about all of your childhood fears and maybe some things that are scaring us right now. I'm Caitlin Riley. And I'm Monica Sariagi. Today on the podcast, we're talking to Anthony Manella. Um, he does, you know, sketches and vlogs, but now he's also branched into podcasting just like us. Um, so you know him maybe as the host of a new podcast, which is called True Myths, One Lie. But first... Monica, you have a story to share, and as always, I love to hear your spookiest stories from childhood, so are you ready to share? Oh, yes. I love telling them to you. Amazing. Stick with us, guys. Monica, I feel like we have been just revisiting the weirdest shit that has happened to us as kids, the weirdest things that we've experienced in childhood, Um, and some of those things are not things we've actually experienced at all, but dreams. Yeah. And so you have a you have a lot of weird dream stuff. Partially, we've talked about your sleep paralysis, but you were telling me about this insane dream that you had. <laughs> um, and this definitely makes all the sense why you're terrified of dolls. So why don't you tell tell the kids at home, Monica, about about what you told me? Yeah, so pretty common knowledge and i've talked about it before that i don't really like dolls um or anything that looks like a human but it's not and i wasn't always like that i played with dolls as a kid it was fine i had barbies i was like yeah this is great i get it until one day i no longer did and it's kind of a shame because ever since then dolls have not been a thing that i enjoy but it's all because of a dream that i had when i was i want to say 10 i feel like i was 10 it's a nice day and I have the doll. I'm like in the dream I'm like receiving the doll and I unwrap it and it's me as a doll. It's awesome. And I'm so excited and happy. And I go to I play with her all day. We have the best day. It's amazing. That night <laughs> I go to bed and I guess in the dream because I don't know. In the dream it like switched to the POV of the doll. Like now we're we're the doll in the dream. And she sits up on her own. She gets up. She has a little knife. And she comes up to me and she kills me. And she stabs me. And then she just rolls me off the bed. And she gets in the bed and goes to sleep. <gasps> so then the next day she gets up. And this is a doll, me. And she just starts living my life. She, like, gets breakfast. My parents give her food. She goes to school. And she's just like, now she's me. And I woke up from that dream. And I was horrified, mortified, terrified, all of the eyes, not okay. And I told my mom, I was like, Mom, I don't really want that doll anymore. And she was like, are you kidding me? You just begged me for this thing for a year (laughs) and you suddenly don't want it anymore? And I never explained why. But yeah, I was like, I don't want it. It's okay. (laughs) So that's so sad because one, that's an amazing, that would make an amazing movie. That is basically like the movie Us. But honestly, I think it's better. It's like Us and Chucky put together. They were dolls. Yes, exactly. If they were dolls, like, living underground, I think that would make the movie impossible for you to watch, one, but also just 
you know, that's classically terrifying. Yeah. Wow. So I really hope your mom didn't like order the doll yet because it's a custom doll. You cannot like, return them. I don't them. think you can return that. No. No, she like, she like, hadn't she had not placed the order. Luckily it was literally literally <laughs> the next day. So she had not bought oh, the doll man. yet. Yeah. Ugh, dolls are so weird because like I remember playing with dolls, but man, like they are creepy. Like I I don't like anything with like those glass eyes. That's how I felt about Furbies. Oh, I hate the Furbies. Eyes. They're just Blech. yeah, Furbies are loud. When I was in high school, I made Actually, I, Alana starred in it. Alana, who you know, obviously. Yeah. And sh- we made a movie trailer for Furby, like an evil Furby movie. Oh, my God. And so, yeah, those freaked me out more than dolls. But, yeah, no, I, I, man, that's a really sad story, kind of. Yeah, it's kind of a tragedy. Yep. Be careful what you wish yep. for. It's like, not only did I not get the doll, instead I got a lifelong fear of dolls. Instead. So, I mean, really. <laughs> but, you know, you've you've channeled that. I mean, I think that without your fear of dolls, you know, maybe we wouldn't we wouldn't be doing this podcast. Maybe you wouldn't have such an inclination towards horror because you wouldn't have anything specific to ground you in it. Oh. So, really, you know, your fears, your fears have helped you grow. I, that is lovely. I, let's go with that. <laughs> what, what if we all chip in, like all of our friends chip in and buy you this doll? I don't want the doll. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking about how like we could we could prank you and I obviously I just ruined the prank but like what if we pranked you and we were like Monica like we heard this story about the doll and we're just like we just really feel like if you if you had this doll you would love it and it would unlock all your childhood you know fears and like you would finally be free and we like all chip in to get you this meticulously like designed <laughs> doll that's even like more of your twin. And then, and then we like put a, a thing in it that makes it talk, or we give it a little oh, knife. And, oh, I don't know. Oh, yeah. Oh no. <laughs> would you not like? That? I would never speak okay. to any of you ever again. <laughs> okay, noted. Your your birthday is not for a couple of months, but we'll think of something else. Amazing. I think every doll wants to uh, kill a human and replace it. Well, how do we know that they haven't? We don't. Truth, truly, like we if don't. It's, we don't. Like, if they're just sucking at your soul and there's no body, no, you know, in this case, no body, no crime. Yeah, and, like, my 10-year-old brain literally, like, all she had to do was roll me off the bed. And that was, like, disposing of me. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, kids, kids, man, so fragile. Nope. So fragile at the age. And it's not like I saw Chucky or something. I hadn't seen that. I still haven't seen that movie. I won't watch it. And it's... It's not like oh, I saw man, it and Monica, inspired it's so good. it. No, that's going to stay where it is. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know it is. But I honestly, Chucky is so fun. I'm so obsessed with those movies. But um, that is exactly what happens in Chucky. Yeah. Today on the podcast, we have Anthony Manella. You may know him from his YouTube channel, Coulter35, as well as some spooky stories and sketches. Um, But he's also the host of the podcast, True Myths, One Lie. So everyone, please welcome Anthony Manella. Anthony, thank you so, so much for being here. Yes. Thank you guys so, so much for having me. It's exciting to meet you, and I'm excited to chat about your scary story. Yeah, I'm excited to meet you guys too, and uh, definitely excited to get a little spooky here. Yes. 
I love that. Well, usually it's funny what we usually have people talk about when we talk about their childhood fears is a lot of people remember, you know, movies, like specific movie scenes, maybe a, a TV show that really freaked them out. Um, but you, you actually have what I think is perhaps one of the scariest stories that we've heard on this podcast. Yeah. You, you have a, a basically a ghost story, and it's not necessarily your From own real life. ghost story, but yeah, it's very, uh, very disturbing tale. So, so Anthony, why don't you just you know get right into it, and we'll go from there. Yeah, sure. Yeah, you know it's funny because when you know thinking of what scared me as a child, I realized that I wasn't easily phased by movies and things like that. The things that really scared me were like real stories. So basically when I was a kid, I mean, I grew up thinking that ghosts did not exist or at least um, I believe now, but you know, it's always, it's still very up in the air. It's still arbitrary. People may or may not believe, and that's totally fine. I get it. It's a hard concept to grasp, but as a kid, I was 100% convinced that ghosts just were not real until one day my dad tells me this story that he has. And he said that, so he used to be in like his own rock band in the eighties. He had super long hair and they were playing in the basement of one of their bandmates basements. That's where they used to rehearse. So in the basement, they were just playing, doing their thing. And my dad swears that out of the corner of his eye, he could see like someone's legs sitting on the steps watching them play. Now, the way nope. that the basement was set up, they couldn't see like the whole body because the the ceiling and the wall kind of covered it. So all he saw was legs, right? And then he nope, looks over. No, nope. there's no legs there. <laughs> and he's like, okay, I'm crazy. I'm just seeing things. And then he's they're still rehearsing. Time goes by and he swears that he's feels a hand like brush <gasps> through his hair. Oh so his whole, like his eighties long <laughs> hair, just like, it's as if wind just blew right through it. And <laughs> that's when he starts to get really freaked out. He's like, okay, something's going on here, but there's a lot of people there. And he didn't say much to anybody. He didn't want to freak anybody out. So he waited. And as the night went on, he swears that he kept seeing the feet on the steps again. So everybody leaves and he says to, I think it was the bassist of the band that that was the house that they were performing in. He's like, hey, do you ever see or feel anything weird down here? I swear, like I saw something or someone watching us. And the bassist goes, oh, actually, that is, uh, that's my brother who passed away um, we see him quite frequently. He loves watching us perform. Like he's not a harmful ghost. He's just, he just watches us and enjoys our music. Um, oh my gosh. And that's this, so sweet. Weirdly. <laughs> yeah. It's like a wholesome ghost story. So Whoa. basically my dad, I guess, thought that I was old enough to hear this story. But really, as a 10-year-old, I don't think I was. Um, it just, it stuck with me. I was absolutely terrified and I could not stop thinking about it because, you know, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I've been wrong my whole life. Ghosts aren't just in movies. They're real. And I could meet one. I could run into one at any moment. So- At any moment. Right. At any second. Right. Exactly. So I needed other people to feel my fear. So I didn't want to feel alone. I wanted to have some friends in on this with me. 
So I made up my own ghost story and pretended <laughs> that my house, like I pretended that my house was haunted. And I would tell my friends this story. There was one friend in particular who used to come over every single week. We, he lived down the block from me. We were super, super close. And it was like any other weekend he was sleeping over. But I decided to just scare him a little bit, get him on the same page as me. So I was like, hey, you know, there's a, there was an old woman that lived in this house before us that passed away. And uh, rumor has it that she's never left the house. When I leave my room at night, I can see her sitting in the armchair in the corner of the room, just watching me. And he was so freaked out by this. He was absolutely horrified, but I was obviously making the whole thing up. I mean, that's a pretty good made up ghost for a 10 (laughs) I believe that's a pretty good made up scenario. Even knowing it's- Thank you. Even knowing it's fake, I kind of believed it. I was like, oh man. Yeah, I believe Well, you. so this is where it gets weird, though, because I tell him this story knowing that it's fake. And then the next morning we wake up and he has just like this horrified look on his face. And I'm like, what's wrong? You're right. And he's just like, dude, I saw her. And I'm like, wait, what? And he's like, <laughs> oh, no. I saw I went to the bathroom in the middle of the night. And when Crossing past your living room, I saw the old lady in the chair in the corner what? of the room staring at me. Yo. And I was like, wait, hold on now. Because I still kept the charade up in front of him. Like, oh, yeah, yep. Mm-hmm. That's the ghost. That's my ghost. I knew she was there the whole time. <laughs> That's um, my ghost. But on the inside, I'm like, oh, my God. What did I, what have I done? Like, did I manifest this thing to be real? Did I let her out into my house? What just happened? And I mean, I now realize that we were so young that he probably was also just making up that he saw something just to kind of play along. So me and him could go into school the next day and be like, yep, me and Anthony saw a ghost, you know, because that's what kids do. We make things up all the time. And that's probably what was going on there. But 10-year-old me did not see it that way. I just saw it as, oh my God, there really is a ghost in my house. I'm going to die. And the fear has lived on. I am not easily scared by a lot of things, but definitely ghosts. And the things that I can't see are the things that uh, really get to me. And I've, since that story of my friend supposedly seeing something in my house, I actually have had like real experiences in my house and other people's homes since then. And that's my, okay, you know what? Maybe this is real. And I'll tell people these stories and some people are like, dude, that's crazy. And some people are like, you're crazy. I don't believe you. And that's <laughs> totally fine. I get it. I do sound crazy. but And I am a little bit crazy. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've definitely had some some real experiences after that as well that I think were, it only made things worse. <laughs> so you started seeing and experiencing more real ghost incidents after you made one up? Yeah, yeah. So I made one up. My friend swore that he saw one. And then my mind kept telling me that, okay, they are real. And I don't know if that's just getting into my head and me being scared, but like, I'm pretty convinced that I know what I saw. You know, some of these experiences are like really, really wild. I think there's something with the power of belief. So let's say ghosts are real. And I know that you said that you believe in them. And I don't know, I'm I am a little bit of a skeptic. I would love to believe that they're real. 
But let's say like the power of belief in either way. If there is a supernatural element, if you believe in them, they'll be more likely to be attracted to you because you'll validate their existence. So I could see once you kind of put that energy out there, if there are ghosts out there in the world, they're going to be more attracted to you once you're like getting that, you know, churning, you're more. But then there's also the other idea that can you convince yourself something is real? Because when I was a kid, my friend and I, we would constantly tell each other ghost stories and things like that. We would constantly like make up the ghosts that were like living in our house. We would assign them names. But even though we knew logically that it wasn't real, it did scare me. Like I remember Mm -hmm. being frightened. It's so crazy what you can kind of convince yourself of. But also if you believe in the supernatural, I think maybe, maybe you just opened up a door so a a little ghost could come through to hang out. I don't know. How do I close it? Good question. So you're no like idea. not chill. You're like, I would rather you left me alone. Yeah. I would rather my dad never have told me that story. And then maybe I would have never seen anything. But yeah, yeah like whether whether it's in my head or not, you know, it doesn't make it any less scary. Well, you'll never yeah. know, right? Like unless, yeah. I, you know, you'll never know. You'll never know until you become a ghost possibly or whatever whether <laughs> and then you can confirm but who can right. you tell at and that point and you can't tell right. so there's really no way to know which is i think kind of what makes the whole thing so scary but i'm kind of fascinated can we go back to your dad being in a band cuz that's really cool yeah. <laughs> what a what a visual i pictured the hair whooshing behind him you know oh yeah yeah that part always freaked me out cuz it was very uh he got like you know touched it was very physical in that sense so he swears that this this thing actually touched him. And that's really, really creepy because it's more than just seeing it. Um, and I think one of my experiences, I also felt like I was touched. But again, I, I can't be too sure. So, Well, obviously, we're going to need you to tell us about that one now. <laughs> <laughs> OK. Yes, right. please. Yeah. So, I mean, there's there's two that really I think I've only had maybe three instances where I think that I've run into a ghost. One of them, I wake up in the middle of the night and I see a little boy sitting on the floor of my room. Now I have a younger brother. I have a younger brother who is, well, right. He's not really young anymore. He's now 19, but at the time he was maybe like six or seven. I can't remember how old exactly I was. And, uh, I could swear that it was him. And I called out and I was like, Christopher, Hey, Christopher, like, uh, what, what are you doing? Why are you sitting on my floor in the middle of the night? And I got no response. And I was like, Christopher? Christopher? And that's when hell? I realized, yeah, something's wrong no. here. Like, I, I swear to you, I saw a boy sitting on my floor and I sprinted past him. I had to run past him to get out of the room. So I run past him. I run into my parents' room and I'm like, mom, dad, um, I'm not sure, but I think Christopher is sitting in the middle of my floor just watching me sleep. So my dad gets out of bed and he looks in Christopher's room with me and he's sound asleep in his bed. So I'm like, okay, well, if it's not him, I swear there was a boy in my room. So we go back in my room and we turn on the lights and there's nothing there. So I don't know, did did my... 12-year-old brain, however old I was, make up a boy sitting on my floor? I'm not sure. But then the really creepy one where I get touched. Oh my God, I'm already 
scared. I'm already scared. What? This is a really creepy one, Monica. No, that was not creepy somehow. This okay, is a scary I'm, one. I'm bracing, my, I'm bracing myself. I will say about that story. Okay, so it, I actually would prefer a real ghost as opposed to your brother is a demon-possessed child. So, <laughs> right. I'll that is ghost, so true. I guess. Yes. Yeah. What if you're just sleepwalking, though? Right. I'd prefer that. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely prefer the sleepwalking. But yeah, I would prefer it to be a ghost than to find out that my brother's possessed and we have to perform some sort of exorcism. Now that's that is way exactly. too much. Exactly. Like I'll take the ghost if, in that scenario. But okay. I'm I'm emotionally prepared. Have you tried to like come up with like, okay, here's other here's reasons why that could have happened that aren't ghosts. Have you tried to like um, undo that in your mind? You know, I, I mean, I definitely did at the time, but I couldn't like think of anything logical. I mean, like maybe I just was having some sort of dream that was very physical because you can totally have very physical dreams. Um, and maybe in my dream, I felt some sort of pressure and it was just scaring me. And I I just sat up myself that that could very well be it. Um, but I don't know how to explain the boy I saw on my floor because I'm. Like I was definitely more than aware at that point. It was kind of like, it wasn't just me waking up and still being groggy. It was, I had woken up basically fully at this point and was still seeing this thing and was trying to talk to it and it wasn't moving or responding. So that one I have like no explanation for. Wow. Well, I, just from hearing you talk about it, I am spooked. I'm like (laughs) expecting to see something in my own camera now, like behind me. And I keep looking behind me in the camera. Um, But these are scary things. How do you like rationalize them so you're not just in constant intense terror all the time? I don't know. (laughs) I think think that I just uh, kind of got desensitized in a way because... I mean, when I was younger, to a point, horror movies would scare me, but like not really. Uh, Maybe my first few were a little bit freaky, but after watching a few, um, I kind of just was like, oh, yeah, like I know this is fake. And also I'm a filmmaker. I make movies. So in my head, I'm able to say like, oh, I know how they did that. I know that that's fake, so on and so forth. Um, And I think it's just kind of like that exposure therapy in a way, seeing it enough times and maybe seeing a ghost a couple of times but not being harmed by it is part of what makes me think like okay it's it's never any less scary seeing something but I have yet to be in any sort of way harmed or injured so I'm gonna be okay see I think for me I always say this I'm sure like this has come up already on this podcast but I'm very hopeful and excited that one day I will see a ghost. I don't know if I believe in them, but I hope one day I do see them. However, my caveat is I really do not want to see one in my house because even if it's not a harmful ghost, like even if it has no intention of like hurting me or whatever, possessing me, I don't know. I just don't want to be like looking around my, you know, my shoulder and and being like, is that where the old lady who died in this... (laughs) House but I feel is, like if you, you know? I feel like it's more likely you would see one in your own home. Well, because like, I feel I'm like if they're going to show up, yeah. <laughs> but also, like if they're going to present themselves to you, I feel like yeah. it's like because you're usually there. Well, I will say my dream ghost scenario is that I'm on vacation in Scotland, 
and I'm doing Ooh. a tour of a castle. This is, I would love to do this. It sounds so fun, but I'm, I'm doing a castle tour and the tour guide is like, and this old queen was locked in her tower, blah, 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 blah. And if you're lucky and the time is right, you'll hear her wandering the halls with like her chains and rattling. That's what I want. I want to see like a historical ghost holding her own head, you know, like a bloody mess. But, you know, it's like she's the tourist attraction. She knows what she's there for. That whole thing. That's what I want. I don't want it to be like the person who died in my bathroom. No one's died in my bathroom, as far as I know. I mean, I don't know. Maybe. Eh, things happen. Hopefully not. Things, accidents happen in bathrooms, I think, more than any room in the house. So, you know, maybe something happened there. But I don't want to see a ghost in my bathroom. Anyway, that's my TED talk. I don't want to see a ghost in my bathroom. I, I also don't want to see a ghost in my bathroom. Right. I feel like that's like a generally good <laughs> rule, not seeing a ghost in your own no bathroom. Ghosts. How do you shower after that point? Someone's always watching. <laughs> Hate that. Hate it. Hate it. Do you still live in the in the house where those ghosts were happening or do you live somewhere else now? Yeah, yeah. I still I still live with my parents. I still live at home. So uh I'm still in the same I'm in the room right now as we speak where I saw the ghost. <gasps> oh my ghost god, this boy. is the room. And this is the room. <laughs> but um I don't think there's anything here with me right now. At least not that I see or that I'm that I feel. So you are a filmmaker. You said horror movies don't really scare you. Um, but I love them. But you I'm love not them. Like, like, I love the thrill of them. Um, cool. I just don't go home at night being like, oh, how am I going to sleep? Yes. Oh, that's good. That's I'm, good. I'm pretty similar because I think I've also been desensitized over the years from forcing myself to watch so many of them. <laughs> but do you have any favorites that that maybe yes. don't scare you, scare you, but are like, okay, like that kind of shakes me, unnerves me to my core kind of a thing? I think the, the one that... um scared me the most might have been The Conjuring 2. Yeah. I absolutely love that movie. I think it is a masterpiece. Um, And then the movie that maybe, I don't know if scared is the right word, maybe that disturbed me the most would be Hereditary. And yes. <laughs> like that movie just, I can't say whether I loved it or hated it. I just felt disturbed. That was my only emotion walking yeah. out of the theater. Abs oh, and you saw it in theaters. Oh my yeah. god! Oh my god! I saw it at home, and I couldn't sleep for a few months after that. Oh I was my so gosh! I'm so sorry. Scared. I am very affected by scare. I am also a filmmaker, but I have the opposite end of the spectrum from you. And that when I see something scary, I do get very, very scared. Right. And I and it. I am like, there goes was a month of sleep because <laughs> of that movie. Was it worth it? That Hereditary was- totally did that. Yeah. So just an interesting fun fact that I learned because of TikTok, is apparently there's a score of hereditary, like in hereditary, there is like sounds that are like layered just underneath the soundtrack that you don't notice when you're watching it. But apparently it causes like some sort of like effect in you. Like it's yeah, just like yeah. a rumble. Oh my God. Yeah. You can, a lot of, and not even just that movie, a lot of horror movies have sounds that are not audible. Crazy. But it's, it's so deep in the score that you physically feel it. And that's why you feel bad because there's a vibration going through the air from the from the sound and your ears can't detect it, but your body can feel it. And it's used to like create fear and you don't even know why you're scared. Ugh, that's so creepy. That's like genius, but it's so yeah. creepy. I really do think that the filmmaker of that movie is a genius. I can't tell if he's of the good or bad variety. 
<laughs> um, no, he seems cool, actually. Um, but I'm a big fan. Big fan. Huge fan. But yeah, his movies are really the only films. And I've seen some pretty fucked up movies uh, <laughs> that really have, have... Midsummer. I... That also Wasn't it the just... same guy? Yeah, same, it's the same yeah. guy. But I... Ari Aster. But I feel like Midsummer. The difference between Midsummer and Hereditary, to me... Is that her uh, Midsummer kind of tells you right away what it's gonna be like that banner that shows up? They're like, here's True. what's gonna happen, and you it's predictable, but in a way that is really exciting because you you know it's like it's not annoying. It's like it's a fun predictable that you can lean into. Hereditary, you're just like, where is this going? Yeah, like, what is gonna happen? And then even after it ends, you're still like, what just happened? <laughs> I love that though. <laughs> Anthony, I do have a another question for yeah. you. So I've been watching a lot of videos on your channel and they're so fun and like silly and funny, but about scary things. And I'm wondering like, you know, your real life ghost presence, does that influence the way you go about the, what's on your channel? Um, yeah, I've totally made videos in the past that were imitating the real experiences that I've had or sneaking them in in a way. Um, and I think that part of it and part of why they come off so so goofy and silly. Well, for one, I just, you know, I, I'm we're very into making comedy sketches and lighthearted, even when we do horror, quote unquote, if you want to call it that. But um, I think it's kind of like you have to laugh about these things or else you're going to cry. You know what I mean? Like if you don't find some way to make light of it and and laugh and be silly with all these ghosts and all these creatures that you see in movies and things that are supposed to scare us, if we can't find a way to laugh at them, we're going to have nothing but fear left. And that's not what we want. We want to be able to enjoy things. <laughs> so I think that's kind of where we come from with that. We just take real things that have either happened to us or like characters from movies. And we're just like, okay, now how do we make this character like still be kind of a creepy threat, but at the same time you're laughing throughout the whole video. And I think that's, that's kind of the viewpoint that we go from when we write our sketches. Yeah. You do that so well. Like I just, I watched like, I, it must be, well, maybe it's your most recent video or it's the main one when you first come to your channel, mm -hmm. but like you're going to be, uh, haunted forever by a demon, but he's just like a dude and it's really fun. Yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. What was the sketch that like made the channel pop off? What was the one that was like, oh, yep, this one hit, this is working? It wasn't until like I used to work at Target and one of the ladies that I worked with, she was like, oh, you know, my nephew is really into like the elf on the shelf and like, I bet you and your friend Andrew could do like a really fun thing with the elf on the shelf. And I was like, Okay, sure. So she like gave me her elf to borrow and we filmed a sketch with it. <laughs> and <laughs> like we, so, you know, obviously we're much too old to be playing with the elf on the shelf. And that was kind of the joke of the video. We were self-aware that we're like 20 year old men playing with elves, right? But it wound up attracting like millions of kids all around the world who love the elf. And they were like, oh my gosh, this is the funniest video ever. And we had a totally different demographic than what was intended, but it doesn't matter. It worked and it brought so many people to the channel and it kind of stockpiled from there. So like the elf on the shelf, I attribute to what made my career. <laughs> yes. So you've got, you've got horror and 
lore in Slenderman and then just wholesome kids content. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Can I just and say, it's funny. Oh, yeah, go ahead. No, I was just going to say about Elf on the Shelf. I think that is the scariest concept ever. So to me, that would be <laughs> it a is horror. Scary. It is scary. Why it is, is it scary. watching you? It's so small. It, it doesn't is. need to do that. It's weird. I hate it. Yeah, it's it's a little bit weird that it just like watches you and it's, uh, you know, and it, it, it moves around by itself at night. Like that's terrifying. Anthony. Yeah. To quote Saw, would you like to play a game? I would love to. I just saw the new Saw the other day. Well, Caitlin, let's give Anthony his first. Uh, well, first, let's explain the game really quick. So the sure. game is called Chill or Chilling, where we run made up scenarios by you. Chill is like, yeah, I would do that. Chill. Cool. Chilling is like, no, too scared. I can't do that. I could never do that. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, you're not very scared of scary movies, but The Exorcist. Do you have any opinions? Chill or chilling? It's supposed to be the scariest movie of all time. How do you feel? I think it holds up. I think that movie is chilling. I think it's one of the ones that's just like, it's timeless because it feels so real. There's something that feels so like it's grounded in real life about it. You know, I mean, as much as I love all the the horror movies that have been coming out, you watch it and you're like, that would never happen in real life. And there's something about that movie that feels like, okay, but if ghosts and possession is real, like this is not that far-fetched and that's what gets me. That's chilling. Yeah, yeah. you you needed to, uh, you know, peter into reality a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that movie's so scary. Oh. <laughs> so scary. Okay, the next one. Going through an extreme haunted house. So, um, Caitlin, do you mean like the attractions, like the made up ones that we go to or like a real haunted house? <laughs> the, the, yeah, it's extremely haunted. No, this is like the, the made up attractions. So we're talking like Halloween Horror Nights. If you've ever been there, but, you know, they can touch you. Maybe, you know, they can grab you. They can, you can go it through alone. That kind of thing. How do you feel about like that kind of vibe? I... For me, I would say that that's chill. I've done something similar. So I don't know if you guys are familiar with um, Eric Striffler or Pretty Much It on YouTube. He used to run a haunted house and um, it was like way more than a haunted house. It was a very, it was more of a psychological thing and they were allowed to touch you and they would really get in your mind. There was one year where like, it was kind of based on love and they would ask you like, oh, are you in a relationship? And at the time I was, and I was like, yeah. And then the whole time they make you question like, okay, how do you know like that? She's really the one. How do you know that you're really in a relationship? And then I walk out of there that night, like questioning everything, you know what I mean? And it's, it's so psychological. Well, at least that one year was, but, um, other years were like adventures where they'd have you literally go through the woods and they'd, there'd be people and things in these weird costumes hiding in the woods. They even had Slender Man hiding in the woods, I'm pretty sure. Um, yet I'm I'm really into that stuff. I think that it's super, super cool to like immerse yourself into it because watching it visually on a screen for me, as much as I love it, it doesn't like scare me. But then when I'm in it, I feel a little bit more like, okay, anything could jump out at me. Even if it is just a person in a costume, that's still like something that scared me in real life. Like a jump scare in real life is way different than a jump scare in a movie. At least to me, it is. That's so, so this is a haunted house. Where is this, by the way? 
Um, Long Island. It is. Wait, are you from <gasps> Long Island? Yeah. Where are you from? I am. F- I'm in Selden. I was. I'm from Syosset. Okay. Where, okay. Where is this? Where is this place? So he doesn't do it anymore. It was a no. yearly thing. What? Was, How did I miss this? <laughs> it was so so cool. I I totally recommend going and looking. It's called Nyctophobia. Oh my god! I'm so upset with myself. He okay. did it for like four years in a row, or maybe five. Here. I don't remember. It's probably um, in LA. This is Caitlin. This is Caitlin's okay. jam, and she wasn't home for it. <laughs> really upset. Really, really angry. Actually, but it's fine. So my question is: so this is a very different vibe, but auditioning for American Idol, chill or chilling? Oh, that is chilling. <laughs> that, that is just. I don't even have to think about that one. That is straight up horrifying. So this is our last one. Ouija sure. boards, chill or chilling? I've had enough experiences with ghosts. I don't think I need another one. Um, I when I will say that when I was back in like high school, I total I was definitely braver. Maybe back then. I would say yes, because me and my friends used to be like, oh, like, let's go to this abandoned building. Let's go ghost hunting. Let's do this. We never played with Ouija boards. That's something that I never did. But I feel like if someone wanted to back in high school, I might have been like, yeah, let's do it. Because I was just so about that. But if they are real, if there is any way to contact the dead now as a 25 year old, I'm saying that is chilling. That is not something that I want to let out in my house or wherever we are. All you have to do is make up a fake story again about a a little old lady sitting in that rocking chair. I think I see her right now, right behind you, sitting on your bed. (laughs) Sorry, I'm sorry. I know I'm I'm looking around. I'm like, wait, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I was looking. I have to say, this is this is probably the scariest episode we've done so far. Like we ended in a fun place, but I was spooked there for the first half of that conversation. Anthony, it has been so fun and so spooky chatting with you. Oh, my gosh. Bringing back the ghost story and like real life ghost stories. I feel like I have some things to think about now. So thank you for chatting with us. Thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. I loved this. Oh, I'm so thank glad. you. We love this, too. Do you have um? can you tell us where they can find you? What social channels you're on? Maybe plug your YouTube channel. You know, yeah. Do the whole thing. Sure. Um, so they can find me at Coulter35. It's our YouTube channel where we mostly do family-friendly comedy sketches and like comedy horror. Um, but also you can find me on Instagram, which is also just at Coulter35. We just started, however, the podcast that we briefly mentioned in the beginning, True Myths, One Lie, which is similar in a way where we're telling spooky stories on that podcast. Um, and it's basically a game show. So it's kind of like, I'll tell three stories and one of them is made up by me and the other two are from people on the internet who swear that these stories are true and it's up to the viewers to kind of guess which story is the fake one. So uh, if you want to check that out, that's available anywhere where podcasts are available. You can find it on um, Spotify, Google, iTunes, and uh, yeah, you can just type in Culture 35 or True Myths One Lie to find it. And also um, people can, if they have their own scary stories, we are accepting stories to tell on our show too. So that's a way that people can interact with us. So I just thought I'd throw that in there. I am an, I am obsessed with that idea. That is such a good podcast. Thank you so much. That's so fun. Love that. I might have to submit a scary story. We'll see. 
it could we'll be real or fake, whether it's a real story yeah. or one that you made up. I can, yeah, because then I can use it for like one of the lies. Um, yeah, that would be so cool. I would love if you submitted something. Oh, we will. I'll make something up. Oh, yeah, please do. Yeah. That's going to be, be awesome. Yes. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Anthony. This is great. Thank you so much for having me. All right, Scaredy Cats, I am sufficiently spooked after talking to Anthony, but what a lovely person. And you should tune in next week for another lovely guest who has a scary story about their childhood. But before that, please do at least one of these things. Share this podcast with someone else who loves to get scared and talk about their fears. And go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review. It does us a huge, huge, huge favor, if you don't mind. And hey, you should also maybe consider following us on social media. You can find us on Instagram at scaredychat underscore podcast. And you've listened to a few episodes now. If you're like, hey, I have a scary story from my childhood that they should talk about, we will. Send it to us at story at scaredychatpod.com. See you later, Scaredy Cats. Scaredy Chat was developed and hosted by Caitlin Riley and Monica Moore-Suriagi. Produced by Jeff Swimmer. Editing and sound design by Fitz Harris. Theme music by Eric Fashingbauer with samples by Jeff Zahn and Jack Lenz. And Gail Gilman is the executive producer. 